Today's scripture reading will come from Joshua 23, verse 8. But you shall hold fast to the Lord your God, as you have done to this day. Please be seated. And we do want to say welcome again to all of our guests, and you are indeed a guest if you're here for the first time, or if you're coming back to be a guest. We love to have folks to come back. If you receive one of those uh, visitor's packets, the inside was a card, please pass it to the inside aisle. I don't know if we had any passed out or not today. Okay, there we go. Rock of Ages, cleft simply to thy cross I cling. I am missing these back two monitors. That's the reason why I kept on clicking. Thank you so much. The story is told about a, an older man who was in the hospital. Pretty serious condition. He woke up and he whispered, Ethel, are you there? His wife of 55 years said, yes, I'm here. The man said, Ethel, do you remember back when the bow weevils hit our cotton crop, wiped out all of our cotton and we went broke that year? She said, yes, I remember that. You were with me, were you not, during that, that year? And she said, yes, I was. And Ethel, he said, remember when a heart attack, you were there again, were you not? Ethel said, yes, I was with you during that time that you had the heart attack. And the man said, Ethel, do you remember, do you remember when the flood came and everything was just washed away? You were there with me, were you not? Ethel said, yes, I was there with you. To which the man said, well, it's plain and simple to me. Ethel, you're just bad luck. Now, I tell that story for a reason. Today, we're going to talk about commitment. Rock of ages, cleft for me, simply to thy cross, I cling. Who is worthy of your lifelong loyalty? Who deserves your unending commitment? Go with me to Joshua chapter 23, verse number 1. Now it came to pass, a long time after the Lord had given rest to Israel from all the enemies round about, that Joshua was old, advanced in age. And Joshua called for all Israel, for their elders, for their heads, for their judges, for their officers, and said to them, I am old, advance in age. Joshua is getting ready for that eventual last speech that he will make to all of Israel. Here in chapter 23, he calls together the leaders. He wants to talk to them about God and about their commitment 
to God. He gathers all the leaders of Israel together for this one last meeting of the leaders. For 40 years, they had been through the agonies and the ecstasies of establishing a new nation in a new land. They had experienced times of victories and also a time of defeat. They had enjoyed times of, of, of great celebration together and even endured a time of near civil war. God had certainly been good to them through it all. God had stood with them through it all. Verse number three, Joshua says, you have seen, you've witnessed this, you have seen it. You have seen all that the Lord your God has done to all these nations because of you. For the Lord your God is he, he who has fought for you. See, I have divided to you by lot these nations that remain to be an inheritance for your tribes from the Jordan with all the nations that I have cut off as far as the great sea westward. And the Lord your God will expel them from before you and drive them out of your sight. So you shall possess the land as the Lord your God promised you. If they will just cling to God. If they will just cling to God, God will wipe out what remaining enemies are there. Verse 6, therefore, be very courageous. Remember what God told Joshua back in chapter 1 and, and chapter 2? Be strong and courageous. Here, Joshua is saying to the leaders, you be strong. You be courageous to keep and to do all that is written in the book of the law of Moses, lest you turn aside from it to the right hand or to the left. Don't depart, don't deviate, don't venture off into some other law. You stay right on the path. Verse 7. Unless you go among these nations, those who remain among you, you shall not make mention of the name of their gods. Don't even say the name of their false gods, nor cause anyone to swear by them. You shall not serve them, nor bow down to them, but you shall hold fast. Hold fast to the Lord your God as you have done to this day. God, God has stuck with you. Joshua saying to him, God has been there for you. Now you stick with him. Don't pursue other gods. Instead, be faithful to the one who has been faithful to you. After years of hard experiences, Joshua advises his leaders, and he also advises us today, to cling to the Lord, to that rock of ages, stick with Him, commit the rest of your life to God. It's the only way to be all that God has called you to be. David Brooks did a study of the impact of long-term commitment. He was looking at children and the question was, what makes this child succeed in school while this child doesn't succeed in school? Was it uh, because of maybe 
inborn talent. And he looked at athletics, he looked at academics, he looked at uh, music, drama, everything connected with school. Was it because of inborn talent? Or maybe was it because of developed abilities over the years? Or, or maybe it was the facilities and the quality of the teaching and the quality of the equipment. His study concluded that the greatest factor in determining success of a student is long-term commitment. Is that child ready to commit? Is that child ready to make whatever it might be, be it sports or academics or you know, dramas, speech, art, whatever? Are they ready to make it a priority? Long-term commitment. So it is with those who choose to follow Jesus. Those who say, well, I'll try it for a little while, usually don't do well. But those who say, I'm going to follow Jesus my whole life. I'm going to cling to him. He's going to be my rock. They soar. Oh, they may stumble. That's true. In fact, they may stumble often. But over the long haul, they become all that God has called them to be. Rock of ages, cliff for me, simply to thy cross I cling. You know, in, in Shakespearean uh, literature, Shakespeare's play, The Merchant of Venice, Portia is looking for a spouse, a husband. Her father has picked out three chests, and each chest has something different written on it. And only one chest will lead to marriage with his daughter. There's a chest of gold, and on it, it says, Who chooseth me shall gain what many men desire. But inside that chest of gold is only a skull. You know, man desires life, but life ends a skull. There was a silver chest, and on that silver chest it said, Who chooseth me shall get as much as he deserves. And inside, all it was was a picture of a fool. But there was a, a chest of lead, and on it, Who chooseth me must give and risk all he hath. Would you be willing to do that? To give all that you have and risk all that you had? And inside it was a picture of Portia. Only one man picked the lead box and he gained Portia's love. Now, Mark chapter 8. Mark chapter 8, Jesus said, when he had called the people to himself with his disciples also, he said to them, whoever desires to come after me, do you want to follow Jesus? Do you want to be a Christian? Do you want to be a, a follower of Jesus? Let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. Verse 35, for whoever desires to save his life, you know, like the gold chest and the silver chest, Whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life, willing to give up, 
willing to risk it all. Whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? If you want to cling to Christ, you must give and risk all you have for him. Are you ready to do that? Are you willing to do that? Rock of ages, cleft for me, simply to thy cross I clean. Can we sing those words and mean it? Are we speaking the truth? A long-term missionary said this, He is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. You can't lose your home in heaven. It's waiting for you. It's waiting for each faithful Christian. You can't lose it. Cling to him because you can count on him. You know, there are many things in life you can't count on. You know, things change. You know, stocks go up, stocks go down. Companies succeed, companies go bankrupt. But you can trust Jesus to keep his promises to you. Verse number nine. For the Lord, it wasn't you, it wasn't your might, it wasn't your abilities. For the Lord has driven out from you before you great and strong nations. If you look at what they had already accomplished, military, it doesn't make sense. Israel should have lost, but they did it because God was fighting for them. But as for you, no one has been able to stand against you to this day. One man of you shall chase a thousand. Oh, that doesn't make sense. But with God, we are a majority. For the Lord your God is he who fights for you as he promised you. You see, God makes a promise and you can take it to the bank. God makes a promise and you can believe it. Verse 11, therefore, because of your past experience with God, because of what you've already seen, therefore, take careful heed. Take careful heed to yourselves that you love the Lord your God. Do you love the Lord your God? Do you really love Him? Because God is committed to you, be committed to Him. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Make God number one. God number one. Back in December 2016, the TSA agents at LEX Airport in Los Angeles decided to try to encourage people to uh, not take oversized carry-on. You know, your carry-on is supposed to fit a certain size. So a person had come through the TSA, through security, with this big life-size giant teddy bear. And they had said, no, you can't take it. And the person had abandoned it and left it at the security. They decided to uh, post a picture of it on Instagram. Uh, their intention was to encourage people not to bring on big carry-ons. Now, actually, the person who had the bear, it was a prank. 
he was seeing what he could get by with. But the Instagram picture backfired on the TSA because suddenly they were getting hundreds and hundreds of, of uh, very negative comments. Well, you've taken away a child's teddy bear. How dare you do that? You've let a child's teddy bear be abandoned. How cruel can you be? Here's my point. God, God won't abandon you. People may abandon you, that's true. But Jesus never will. With Him, you'll always have a seat on the plane. He has promised, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So because of that, commit your life to Him. Commit your life to Him because He is committed to you. Be faithful to the Lord Jesus because He's faithful to you. Why did He go to the cross? Why? Oh, you. It was because of you and me. He went to the cross. Cling to the Lord because you can count on Him. On the other hand, don't cling to the world because it will con you. It will trick you. It will disappoint you. Don't commit your life to the pursuit of anything in this world because it will trap you, it will enslave you, it will destroy you. That's Joshua's warning to the leaders of Israel. Verse 12 or else, if indeed you do go back, if you do go back and cling to the remnant of these nations, there's still some of these foreigners here. If you associate with them and marry into their families, these that remain among you and make marriage with them and go into them and they to you, know for certain that the Lord your God will no longer drive out these nations from before you. And that's exactly what happened. But they shall be snares and traps to you and scourges on your side, thorns and until you perish from this good land which the Lord your God has given you. A warning. Don't go back to the world. Verse 14, Behold, this day I'm going the way of all the earth. I'm dying. I'm in my last days. And you know that in all your hearts and all your souls that not one thing has failed of all the good things that the Lord your God spoke concerning you. You know, if God failed once, we might say, well, you can't count on God. He failed me. But see, God never fails even one time. All have come to pass for you. Not one word of them has failed. Therefore, it shall come to pass that as all good things have come upon you, which the Lord your God has promised you, so the Lord will bring upon you all harmful things until he has destroyed you from this good land, which the Lord your God has given you. You've got the land, but it can be taken away. You have the promise, but you might lose it if you become unfaithful. If you serve other gods besides the Lord your God, you will quickly perish. That's Joshua's warning to the leaders of Israel. And that's God's warning to you and me today. John was probably, we believe, the last of the apostles to die. He said in 1 John chapter 2, verse 15, Do not love the world. Do not love the world or the things in the world. 
If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. It's not that God doesn't love you. Rather, you don't love God if you love the world. You can't love both. Verse 16, for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away. And the lust of it, but he who does the will of God abides forever. Rock of ages, cleft for me, for me. God loved me so much that he sent Jesus to this world. God loved you so much that he sent Jesus to this world. Simply to thy cross I cling. Those who love the world lose it all. But those who love God will live forever. Their life counts for eternity. So don't cling to the world. A while back, a few years ago, there was a van. And I'm going to show you a picture of it. With a mountain of items strapped to it. The van was pulled over in New Hampshire by a policeman. Here is the van. That's a lot of stuff that you're carrying. You see furniture, you see chairs, you see it all right there, stacked up even, you know, about twice taller than the van itself. The policeman who pulled him over gave him a ticket. Here's what he wrote on the ticket. Driving with items attached or strapped to your vehicle can be extremely dangerous for you and those driving nearby. Let's apply that spiritually. This is a picture of those who cling to their worldly possessions. They're trying to carry all of their worldly possessions. It's ridiculous, it's dangerous for them, and it's dangerous for those closest to them because it will lead to destruction. You'll never see a funeral hearse pulling a U-Haul trailer. We can't take it with us. If you touch it, it's temporary. The spiritual is the only thing that is for all eternity. A lady did a study on the danger of social media and how it was impacting our youth today. So many times as she was interviewing these teenagers, they would say, yes, social media, it ties me down, it, uh, it depresses me, I read something on it about me and I get depressed, it's horrible. So the lady doing the study said, well, why don't you stop? Why don't you just give up social media? The number one answer to that question is the following. Because then I would have no life. Isn't that sad that their life in their mind is just what is on social media? Isn't life more than that? Isn't life more than that? Yes, it is. It's a life with God. Social media has become an idol to some. That's true. It promises life, but it brings nothing. Now, whether it's social media or the pursuit of wealth or pleasure or the thirst for power, these idols promise so much. They look so good, but they deliver so little. They're all a con a trap which will only destroy you in the end. So don't cling to the things of this world because it's not worth it 
in the end. A Japanese warlord, warlord used over 50,000 men over a space of five years to build a colossal statue of Buddha in Japan. It was destroyed by an earthquake in 1596. The earthquake came, the building it was in came down, crashing and destroying the statue. The warlord was so mad at what had happened. He pulled out his bow and arrow. He shot an arrow at what remained of the statue. And he said, I put you here at great expense. And you can't even look after your own temple. You know, folks, that's the nature of any idol. Whether it's a statue or the stuff to which we sometimes cling at great expense, it all eventually comes crashing down around you. So don't cling to the world because it will con you. Instead, cling to the Lord because you can count on Him. Rock of ages, cleft for me simply to thy cross. I cling. After all, He demonstrated His love for you by dying on a cross for your sins and rising again. Romans 5 verse 8. Jesus took the punishment that you deserve so you could be with Him forever. All you have to do is trust Him with your life, to obey Him. Commit your life to Him because He is committed to you. As the songwriter put it, and I love this song, love so amazing, so divine, demands my soul, my life, my all. See there, God's simple plan of salvation. I've selected these verses because these verses are the words of Jesus himself. You can't argue with me. If you're going to argue with this, you're arguing with Jesus. He said to believe, repent, confess, and be baptized. Those of us who already are Christians, do you need to seek forgiveness? He will forgive. The church stands ready to pray with you and for you. We'll have two elders down here waiting for you. Will you please come while we stand and sing for your encouragement.
Before we close with a